When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence. The following is a Learfield presentation of the Southern Miss Sports Network. Mississippi has done what people said they couldn't do. On the Southern Miss Sports Network, from Learfield, live from Walk-Ons, welcome to Golden Eagle Hotline. Golden Eagle Hotline is brought to you by Walk-Ons Sports Bistro. Game day with a taste of Louisiana. Now, here's the voice of the Golden Eagles, John Cox. Hi, everybody, and a a lovely uh, Thursday evening to you from here in Hattiesburg and Walk-Ons in uh, Hattiesburg, getting ready to do what we love to do. On a Thursday night, that's sit around and talk a little Golden Eagle football with our head coach, Will Hall, as the Golden Eagles uh, finally get to come back home and play a ball game. Seems like we've been on the road for a long, long time, but uh, the uh, ULM Warhawks will come to the stadium, to the Rock on a Saturday afternoon to take on the uh, Golden Eagles. Scheduled kickoff about 3 o'clock or so on uh, Saturday. And uh, so the Eagles and the uh, uh, Warhawks of Louisiana Monroe scheduled to meet. They come in with a record of two and six on the year. And Eagles had a tough battle with them, uh, I guess, last year over in Monroe, Louisiana. So I'd love to have you join our conversation. If you're here in the restaurant with us, uh, Bo Morgan is uh, wandering around and uh, he's got some of our question cards. You can ask a question of Will that way. We've got uh, a number of folks who have sent in uh, some questions that they sent in earlier today so we can ask some questions of uh, Will that way. So a lot of different ways as we sit around, talk a little Golden Eagle football again. The Eagles getting ready to host the Warhawks of Louisiana Monroe. And, uh, well, last week uh, the Golden Eagles, a uh, trip over first, I guess, to Hickory, North Carolina, then down to Boone, North Carolina, to uh, take on uh, Appalachian State. And one that uh, high-scoring ball game, one that uh, went back and forth there throughout the uh, evening over there in the Boone. What's, uh, what was your takeaway from that ball game? I'm obviously disappointing uh, loss by the Eagles, but, man, you were right there all the way to the end. But uh, as you go back and think about that one, what sort of stands out in your mind? 
Yeah, just disappointed we weren't able to pull out the win, you know, at a place where they very rarely lose home games if they very rarely lose home conference games. And, uh, you know, I thought we moved the ball well all night from the opening jump. We drove it and scored on our opening drive. We were able to run and throw and uh, complement each other uh, offensively. And I thought we, we rushed for over 300 yards and passed for almost 300. Had like 588 yards total offense. Thought our O-line played really well. Our tight ends played their best game of the year. I thought Billy had his best game. We also got Ethan Crawford in there. He gave us a little bit of juice in the red zone, and uh, we looked to grow his package. I thought our wideouts made plays, and Frank got going, you know, and, and, and had a really good game. And we got to see Kenyon Clay, you know, the young running back that's got a chance to be such a really good player for us. In the kicking game, I thought we did a great job with our coverage units, uh, kickoff cover team really had a great game, tackling them down deep. Our punt team, our punter, Bryce Lofton, had his best game of the year, really did a great job. You know, uh, we missed two field goals. Now, one of them was a 50-yarder, uh, you know, which is, you know, a coin flip with Stein. Stein's really good, so we've come to kind of expect him to make that, even though a 50-yarder is more of a luxury than a than a than something that's simple. And uh, – you know, but we missed a short one, and, and he, Stein took that to heart. Man, he'll have a great game this week. Defensively, early on in the game, I thought our de- – well, throughout the game, really, our defensive line and Jack linebackers really uh, controlled the line of scrimmage, man. They were back to striking and separating and winning their gap from the opening jump of the game. The first play of the game, they ran the ball right at us, and, man, we just really took over the line of scrimmage. Uh, we had some trouble with stopping explosive plays, which has kind of been the theme of the year. Actually, it's been the theme of the last two years. And uh, so it's something, you know, that we've got to get addressed and got to get fixed. It's something we're, we're exhausting all avenues to do, and we've got to, uh, we've got to do whatever it takes to, to, to eliminate those big plays because ultimately that was the difference in the game. And, uh, you know, so that, that's it, John. You, uh, you mentioned Ethan Crawford. Here's a question from Tommy in the restaurant, and he wants to, and he was excited to see Ethan get a chance to play. He wants to know how much can he play this year and still kind of keep his eligibility for a next year so that first year didn't count against him. Yeah, so if we do redshirt him, he can only play in two more games, uh, you know. But, man, we're, we're trying to win football games. So uh, right now the goal is to win this week versus UL Monroe. That'll be his third game played. You can play in four and red shirt. So uh, we, we certainly plan on him playing this week. And, uh, you know, like I said, he he's going to be involved in the red zone. He's going to be involved in a package out in the field. Uh, you know, he's, we're trying to keep it simple for him because he is a freshman. We don't want it to be too much. And, uh, and, and Billy played well last week. Billy had his best game of the year. And He's a young man that's been hit a lot this year, and he's, 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 he's been a tough guy and a leader, and he's growing too. You know, a lot of people forget Billy Wiles is just a sophomore, you know, so it's not like he's this seasoned veteran either. He's, he's in his first year playing football as quarterback too, and we've seen the growth in him throughout the year as well. Correct me if I'm wrong now. Ethan is out of Tuscaloosa Central High School, I think, no? No, uh, Hillcrest. Hillcrest High School yep. over in the Tuscaloosa and got injured early in his senior year, right? So he was recruited by a lot of people, but some of those dropped away after he got injured early in the year, right? No, no, he was recruited by a lot of people. You're right on that, but nobody dropped off. He just committed to us in the summer. We just we just beat some people on him in recruiting. And uh, he got hurt his very last game of his senior year. So he's about one year out right now, John. It'd be like getting hurt this weekend in high school football. That's when he got hurt last year. And uh, so he's about one year out right now, and he's, he's, he's completely healthy again. He's got a lot of swagger, 
and a lot of uh, juice and energy and just a great kid, a lot of charisma, going to be a really good football player. Yeah, you him. could see that the other night when he walked out there. Man, he uh, he didn't look like a freshman. He took kind of charge <laughs> right from the, the start when he got out there. He got a lot of swagger, man, a lot of confidence. And uh, he started four years in high school, so he's, he's played a lot of football. All right, here's a question from Mike here in the restaurant tonight. He wants to know, do we have plays to get the tight end involved in the middle of the field? He says it seems like a lot of things go towards the boundaries when the tight ends uh, get the football. Yeah, yeah. You know, we I think we caught one on second long last week to Cole Cavallo right there towards the middle of the field. So, yeah, we do. We have a lot of those plays, and and uh, hopefully we're going to complete more of them. Uh, here's another question. This one I uh, think came in earlier today. Here's one from Dixie Ghost. Dixie wants to know, is uh, running backs a priority in recruiting, or are you comfortable with who we have on campus right now? Uh, well, Drake Clark will be back next year. He'll be a senior next year. And then uh, Kenyon Clay will be a sophomore next year. J.Q. Gray will more than likely be a redshirt freshman next year. Chandler Pittman will also be back. We've got one committed kid right now. Uh, a high school kid that's one of the top players in the state of Mississippi. So we've already got one committed. Uh, would we take another one? Uh, yes, we would if it's the right one. So, All right. Here's yeah. another one real quick before we get to that first break uh, here tonight. Steve Hawkins wants you to talk, if you would, about Greg Meyer, who handles the special teams for the Golden Eagles, and how you feel like the special teams, in your opinion anyway, have played so far this year. Yeah, I think you've seen the growth in our special teams throughout the year. You know, like our kickoff cover team this past week versus a really good kickoff return unit at App State uh, did a phenomenal job. We've really improved as the year's gone on on kickoff cover. You've been able to see that, uh, see the growth in that. You can see our growth at, on our punting team. Uh, we've really only had one bad instance all year. Uh, on our punt team, and Bryce Lofton's gotten a lot better. Our field goal protection has been phenomenal all year. Uh, punt return-wise, we've been as explosive as we've been in a long time, John. You could probably answer that. It's been a while since we had a guy right. like Ty Mims get the dynamic returns that we've had this year. So we got a lot of confidence in Greg. It's his third year here. Uh, you know, the, the injuries to the secondary have affected him as well uh, because those are guys that would be used a lot there. And Plus, when you're thin at the secondary, you can't really use those guys. So it affects you from a secondary use. But I think Greg's done a great job. I think a lot of him. And you can see how we've got improved as the year went on. All right, let's jump over to another question. This was here from Layton here in the restaurant. And he, he wants to know, and I, I, I don't know anybody knows the answer to this. Seems like we've had a lot of injuries. Why, why so many injuries? And uh, is, is it because of uh, anything going on? Is it just uh, the way college football is? Or I guess pro football, high school football, injuries just happen sometimes. Well, we've not had more injuries than, than, uh, than more teams. Uh, one thing is I talk about them. You know, a lot of coaches won't talk about right. injuries. I'm open and honest and discuss them so the fans know. So that's one thing is I actually talk about them. But we actually haven't had more injuries than a normal college football team does. We actually were very healthy last year. You know, we really only lost four guys all year long. This year it's hit us a little more. The problem with this year, it's been a freak deal. They've all hit us at one position. You know, they all hit us at defensive back. And when you lose four guys at one position, it makes it extremely tough. If it would have been one DB, one O-lineman, one tight end, and one receiver, it wouldn't be near as big a deal. But when you lose four in one spot, it makes it tough. But we've not had any more injuries than, than any others. It's just all hit us in one spot. And the young guys you've moved over there to cornerback, uh, Zay Franks and Rambo, Antavius Willis, have both uh, really played well for guys that really hadn't played that position, I guess, maybe since high school. 
Yeah, they're getting better. You know, they're getting better. They're improving. They were better last week than they were the week before. And hopefully, uh, they, we've had we've seen growth this weekend or this week during practice, and we think they're going to continue to improve. All right, visiting uh, as we do on Thursday nights with the head coach of the Golden Eagles, Coach Will Hall. The Golden Eagles back home at the Rock on Saturday. They take on the Warhawks of Louisiana Monroe. More to come. Keep the questions coming. If you're here in the restaurant with us, uh, get uh, one of the forms from Bo and jot it down. We're talking Eagle football with Coach Will Hall. Back in a moment, this is the Golden Eagle Hotline from Learfield. There is something for everyone at Canebrake Country Club in Hattiesburg. Canebrake offers an 18-hole private golf course, a 24-hour fitness facility, a junior Olympic-sized swimming pool, and year-round social and dining events sure to please every member of the family, including the new Canebrake restaurant and bar overlooking the 18th green. For more information on membership or hosting your next big event, visit CanebrakeCountryClub.com or call 601 271 Attitude is everything. The hole up the middle. He's on the loose. Touchdown, Southern Miss. Diving effort. Passed it. Made the catch. Touchdown, Southern Miss. Southern Miss to the top. Pressure forward. Going to be sacked. Right up the middle. Josh Ratcliffe got some help from TQ Newsom. Saturday, the Golden Eagles return home to host ULM. Network coverage from The Rock begins at 1.30 on your home for USM. The Southern Miss Sports Network. You're listening to Golden Eagle Hotline on the Southern Miss Sports Network. Golden Eagle Hotline, live at Walk-Ons. Let's rejoin John Cox. And back here at uh, Walk-Ons, our weekly visit with the head coach to the Golden Eagles, Coach Will Hall. The Eagles return to Carlisle Faulkner Field at MNM Roberts Stadium on uh, Saturday to take on the Warhawks of ULM. And uh, that ball game uh, gets uh, started uh, for the Eagles on the Saturday back home. Uh, and the uh, Rock and need a big crowd in there. It'll be, it's going to be a beautiful day to play football as the Eagles take on the Warhawks of Louisiana Monroe. Let's jump back into some of the questions that came in uh, earlier today here in the restaurant. And uh, this is from Will from Pat Mack. And Pat wants you, if you would, he says, talk about the offensive line and what we need to do better and what are we doing well up there on the offensive line right now. 
Yeah, so, you know, we're, we're an offensive line that's built to run the football and play action. And uh, so what we need to do, you know, first off is, is, is make sure early on in games we don't get too far behind where we can continue to run the football and play action. This past week we rushed for over 300 and threw for almost 300. So that's a really efficient game and a well-played game by our old line. Uh, you know, I think, I think the things we can continue to improve on is uh, drop back pass blocking. You know, that's probably where we're at our weakest but we're at our best running the ball and play action. And, uh, man, you know, we're, we're getting to the point where a lot – we've had two recruiting classes here, and we've signed some really good old linemen. A lot of them are young. And we're getting to the point where in another year all those guys are going to be older and seasoned and have been in our strength program for several years, and you're going to really see the fruits of our labor coming on. But this is uh, – our old lines had some really good games this year. You know, this game, Arkansas State, man, and uh, I, think, I think going down the stretch you're going to continue to see them. Uh, play really well. It's kind of fun that you've got some of the old Grizzly veterans up there, guys that have played a lot of football, but it's neat to watch some of those young guys get better and better each time they get a chance to come out and uh, play. And uh, Sam Gregg gets a lot of the credit. He's great at kind of building those guys up and uh, getting those guys to play well up there on the offensive line. Yeah, Sam does a great job, and Ben Thomas, his assistant, does a great job too. And you know, we got a lot of young – you know, Luke Rogers is a center that's probably going to redshirt this year and playing four games. He's going to be – he's one highly recruited kid out of Brandon, Mississippi. Claiborne Pollard from right here in Oak Grove is a redshirt freshman that's playing a lot of minutes in the kicking game and, and getting in the mix at guard. Kyron Barnes is just a sophomore. He started games for us. Gabe Cavazos is a redshirt sophomore at tackle who's really playing at a high level at left tackle. And, uh, you know, Cameron Barnes is a redshirt freshman. that has got a bright future. Will Saxton's playing a lot as a redshirt freshman. And then Tank Welch is a young tackle that we're redshirting. And Chris Hayes from Starkville is a young tackle. All those guys are elite, young old linemen that were heavily recruited by people we won battles on and we think are uh, going to be dynamic players for us. What, what's the toughest thing, if you're a young offensive lineman, what's the toughest thing you've got to figure out or learn before you can get a chance to, to get some playing time out there? Well, in high school, you might have three or four run plays, schemes, and one pass protection, and then you get to college and you've got about, you know, six base run schemes and three or four extras each week and about five or six different protections. In high school, you usually see one front per game, maybe two. And in high school, you're going to see about four different fronts. And in high school, you might see one or two blitzes per game. In college, you're going to see about nine a game so just the the depth of football it's like jumping from eighth grade math to, to calculus three you know playing offensive line all right here's a question this is from uh let's go this one here's chris harwell here in the restaurant and says at this point in the year can you name the most improved player of the year so far on the eagles and, and why is that the most improved player most improved player the first name that comes to mind is probably justin reed at tight end the young freshman out of noonan georgia uh you know caden cocker's done a great job with him he came in as a freshman and i had to play and had to play early and we've seen a tremendous jump last week in his play and again this week of practice he's just kind of starting to get it john you can see and he's gonna be a really good player for us uh on into the future and, and uh, when you got a guy i guess like uh cole cavallo in that uh, tight end room that helps a little bit just uh, cole's kind of like a, a coach on the field sometimes at practice and in the games he's been around a long time tough guy and uh this, he's been a joy to coach 
All right, here's one from uh, Rick Hackney that came in. I think somebody stopped. I think he stopped by earlier today, and that dropped in a question. Said that if you would talk about our quarterbacks and what the skills and abilities each one of those guys kind of brings to the table, because they're all all in their own way a little bit different than the other one sometimes. Yeah, so Billy's a really uh, intelligent football guy. He can he can mentally handle a lot of football, a lot of scheme. Uh, he's getting better with anticipation. You know, he's a young guy that's a sophomore that's playing for the first time in his career as well. So he's gotten better as the year went on. He's coming off his best game. He doesn't have the strongest arm in the world. But he's extremely accurate. Uh, you saw last week he's starting to make some plays outside of the pocket more and more. He had some big scrambles in that game where he got out of the pocket and completed some passes. He's a tough guy. Uh, Ethan Crawford is a young guy that is uh, a dynamic runner, was an elite runner in high school. He's got a really live arm, very, very strong arm. We've got to improve his accuracy a little bit. Sometimes he can miss. Uh, he's learning football. He's eager to learn, but he's just young, and this is his first season playing college football. And then Holman Edwards is a, a young man transferred to us from Houston. Smart guy, tough guy. He's got a live arm, too. And, uh, and uh, so that's, that's, that's our top three right there. All right. Uh, let's take a break. Good question. Thank, keep them coming here. Good questions tonight for Coach Will Hall as the Golden Eagles get ready. Take on the Warhawks of Louisiana Monroe. Take a break. Come back here to walk-ons in Hattiesburg. Right after this, this is the Golden Eagle Hotline from Learfield. Hey, y'all. This is Michael Felder, co-host of College Sports Now. We're breaking down all the action from around the country every week with new episodes dropping four days a week during the football season. We'll look beyond the box score and keep our finger on the pulse of college football from September all the way through the national championship game in January. Listen all season long on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you love to get your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow along on Twitter at CSNowTweets. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. Which schools will take home the prestigious Learfield Directors' Cup for the 2023-24 college athletic season? You can follow the standings of your favorite school or alma mater at L Directors' Cup on Twitter and online at thedirectorscup.com. That's thedirectorscup.com and L Directors' Cup on Twitter. Trophies will be awarded in June 2024 to the winning institutions in all competitive divisions. Learfield Directors' Cup, the crowning achievement in college athletics. This is Golden Eagle Hotline on the Southern Miss Sports Network from Learfield. You took the first step and quit smoking, but even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you out, because only you can prevent wildfires. Hey, Assistant Smokey Bear, call me Papa Bear, because I'm grilling up dinner. 
<laughs> do you get it? Yes. Good job. So, what should I do with all these coals? Don't just toss them out. Put them in a metal container because those embers can start a wildfire. I understand. The stakes are high. Ha, 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 ha. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Highlighting Southern Miss Athletics. This is Golden Eagle Hotline. Now back to John Cox. And thank you very much. Good evening and welcome back here to Walk Ons in Hattiesburg as we sit around and do what we love to do on a Thursday night. That's talk of Golden Eagle football and the Golden Eagles getting ready to play one at home this weekend against the Warhawks of Louisiana. Uh, the uh, Louisiana Monroe, the old uh, northeast Louisiana back in the days, but now Louisiana Monroe. So good one for the Eagles and the uh, Warhawks. They'll square off this Saturday over at uh, the Rock. All right, let's jump back into some uh, questions, and here's one. Uh, that Alan Ray stopped by earlier today and dropped this one off. Alan wants to know, well, what is the biggest issue in the defensive backfield with so many injuries and then some inexperienced guys like uh, Rambo and Zay Franks playing back there? Yeah, that and that is the biggest issue. You know, we lost four guys for the year at one spot, and they were really good football players. You're talking about Brendan Tolles was a third-year guy in our program that was a highly recruited kid, was committed to SEC schools all the way up to the end when we signed him. Has played for two years for us, a lot of minutes. Then you lose Elijah Sabatini at safety, who's a transfer from Ole Miss and was playing at a really high level, was pushing to start. He would be starting right now. Uh, he got here in fall camp. And then uh, Quez McNeil, who started several games for us as a transfer out of uh, Colin Community College. That's three guys that, it, that were starting, not in just the back end of our defense, but also in the special teams. And then we lose Centario Willis, who was our young freshman corner, who was really coming on out of Hazelhurst and, uh, and, and, and fixed to start playing a bunch of minutes. So you just lose four guys right there in that back end. It makes you be depleted. So we end up moving Zay and Rambo over there the last few weeks, and, man, they're getting better. They've got the skill set to do it. They've really embraced it. Fortunately for us, we've got a lot of offensive skill players, and we've stayed healthy on offense. You know, we haven't lost anybody on offense, knock on wood. Uh, that's where we've saw all of our injuries have been on defense for whatever reason. It's just been one of those years. And so, uh, you know, we moved Zay and Rambo over there. They've taken to it. They're team guys. And I tell you what, they got a chance to be really good players. It's just Zay right now would be coming out of what is normally a fall camp. He's four weeks into it now. Rambo is in his third week of playing it, you know. So uh, they're getting better. You can see the growth and improvement, and they are talented. It's just a unique situation where uh, – you know, very rarely does that happen to you. You know, Georgia and Alabama, as good as they recruit, if they lost four people, it would be a, it would be a tough deal on them in one position group. It says a lot about those two young guys. I mean, that they were willing to make that move to help the team out and uh, have done what they've had to do to try to get better and better, and they have each and every week. Yeah, and it helped them out too because they're yeah. playing a lot more, you know, and kids want to play. So uh, it was a good deal, and they're talented young guys. And uh, Zay is just a redshirt sophomore, so he's got two more years. Rambo's a junior, so he's got another year. Hey, somebody stopped me today and, and wanted said ask Will about Ty Mims and what he's kind of meant to the team. And uh, he's one of those versatile guys, can do a lot of different things. And he's really had a good year for the Golden Eagles. Another young player for us that's going to be really good. You know, uh, 
from uh, Baldwin County in Mobile. Started for us as a true freshman the back half of last year. Has really come on this year. I think he had 10 catches last week. He had a punt return touchdown versus Old Dominion. Should have had two. And, uh, you know, he's just a really good kid. It's a tough guy. And got a bright, bright future for us. All right, let's jump in. Here's another question. Somebody uh, came by earlier today, wrote it, so it's went down. Don Phillips and wants to know, what is our biggest need in recruiting this year offensively and defensively? Yeah, so our biggest need, I'm going to answer that from a high school and transfer standpoint. High school-wise, what we try to do is add, uh, you know, a few at each position each year and keep that serve. When we came here, you know, one of the big things that we wanted to get fixed was we wanted to get the high school recruiting base back fixed. When we got here, there hadn't been a whole lot of high school recruiting for two straight years. It had all been transfer recruiting, and we felt like we do, we've done that. You know, we were only able to sign 13 our first year because of the rules and 25 the next year. So that's only 38 players. But we did a great job of reestablishing a great base of high school kids again, and we're going to always – add 12 to 15 of those to it, and that's what we've done again this year. From a transfer standpoint, we need to hit on some inside linebackers because we lose some seniors there. We need to hit on some secondary guys, obviously, because that's what we're talking about a lot tonight is the thinness there. Uh, we need to hit on some receivers because we lose some senior receivers. We need to hit on some tight ends. And, uh, you know, if you look and keep up with us, and we need to add an O-lineman or two if you keep up with us. We've already got a few transfer O-linemen committed, tight end committed and uh, secondary guys committed. So we're well on our way of getting it done. We'd like to add about 15 guys at mid-year uh, transfers to our program to go with another great group of high school kids, which you already see we have committed. What What is the rule now? I, years ago, you could sign, you know, like 30 or something like that. What's the rules now about how many guys you can add? And I guess the portal's kind of changed that all around a little bit. Now the portal hadn't changed it. It's uh, it's just the numbers. You just could only sign 25 a year. So when I got the job here, you could only sign 25 a year. Well, my first class, they'd already used 12 of those spots. So we could only sign 13 to make 25. Then the next year, we could sign 25. So we signed 38 kids in two years. Well, you know, over, a, you know, like you look at Texas State last year, they came in with the new rules. The new rule says now your roster can be at 85 no matter how you get it. Like they signed 50-something players last year. And uh, so, but we got a great young nucleus in our program that's going to be really good players for a long time. We're going to benefit from it on the back half of this year and going into next year. And uh, we're looking to add, you know, around 25 to 30 players again this year. We've got 12 seniors that we're losing. And, uh you know, you can – people keep up with us. You can see I'm headed to – we get done with this, John. I'm headed to the Oak Grove pedal game. We got three kids from Oak Grove committed to us. And, uh, and uh, you know, we're rocking and rolling. Another guy asked me – somebody asked me today, too. They stopped me on campus and wanted to know about kickers. Do we add kickers? Do you bring those guys in from the portal? Or are they guys you sign out of high school or junior college? And are we in need of uh, some depth there at the kicking spots? Well, we've got three good kickers on our team. Uh, we all, we will look to add another. We've actually got got one committed, and uh, it's a name that people will know. I don't I don't know if he's announced that on social media yet or not. I can't you know I can't comment on their names and stuff like that. That'll get me in trouble. But he's a good one, uh, and and we're excited about him. But Stein's got another year if he chooses to use it. He's an older guy. He might not. He might. That'll be up to him. We'd love to have him back. Connor Gibbs is a freshman that's a really talented player, and Jack Tannehill is a redshirt sophomore who was a great kicker 
in, uh, in the state of Mississippi. So uh, we've got some good ones on our team right there. Too. All right, going to take another break as we uh, sit here tonight at Walk-Ons in Hattiesburg talking Golden Eagle football with the head coach of the Golden Eagles, Coach Will Hall. Back in a moment, this is the Golden Eagle Hotline from Learfield. UJ Chevrolet, serving the Sun Belt since 1939, is proud to partner with Southern Miss football. UJ Chevrolet is here to offer Golden Eagle fans the best prices and interest rates in the Sun Belt on top models, including Silverados, Traverse, Equinox, and Tahoes. Right now, you can save over $5,000 on new 23 model Silverado pickups. UJ Chevrolet is four generations family owned and operated. Find new roads to UJ Chevrolet, home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Visit ujchevy.com. College sports fans now have access to hundreds of weekly podcasts that zero in on the college sports world. Now available in the Varsity Podcast Network and part of the new Varsity app. The app is free and available from wherever you get your favorite apps. Download the Varsity app today to have access to hundreds of national podcasts as well as your favorite team-focused podcasts. The Varsity Podcast Network, now available for free on the Varsity app. Download from the App Store and listen today. You're listening to Golden Eagle Hotline on the Southern Miss Sports Network. Hotline. Here again is John Cox. Hi, back here at Walk-Ons in uh, Hattiesburg. Everybody enjoying a great meal here at uh, Walk-Ons. Will's enjoying what are those uh, cheese sticks that you're uh, trying over there uh, tonight? Is that a cheese stick? That's what that is. It's a big cheese stick, isn't it, man? It is. It's big. All right, here's a question from Ronnie uh, Evans, and you touched on this just a little bit, but uh, talk about – he wants you to talk some more about Ethan Crawford and his potential as a quarterback, and will we sign more quarterbacks maybe from the portal? Well, so as far as Ethan goes, we, we've already talked about him a bunch. I just kind of hit back – you know, he's from Tuscaloosa Hillcrest, played for Jamie Mitchell in high school, one of the great high school coaches in Mississippi, Arkansas, and Alabama now. Uh, Jamie's from Pontotoc, Mississippi. Uh well, played on some of those really good teams at Pontotoc, just a great high school football coach. Uh, Ethan's got a great skill set. Uh, if he would have been 6'3", he'd have been offered by everybody in the country. He's about 5'11 and a half, 6 feet tall, and that's that's his one strike against him. But dynamic player, got a chance to have a great future. We've already got one kid committed. We think he's the best quarterback in the state of Mississippi. He's early enrolling in January. Will we take another one? 
you know, I never say never. I never say always in this profession because you, you just don't know what's going to happen. Uh, but, you know, right now we like the quarterbacks in our room. But, but at the same time, we're going to assess anything that could happen because you never know who might get in a portal for us. You never know who might fall to us from the portal, from somebody in our footprint. So, uh, you know, we're, we're rocking and rolling from there. How many uh, quarterbacks do you like to have on your team? Uh, can you have too many? Can you have too little? Is there a number in there of quarterbacks you like to have on your squad? From a scholarship standpoint in the 85, you never want to be below five. Most people have between five and seven depending on their ages. You know, if you've got a lot of older guys and you'd like to have seven because those older guys are leaving. If you've got mostly young guys, you'd like to have five because you feel like they're going to be here for a little bit longer. But because you don't want to ever get caught like what happened to this program my first year here where I came in and we only had one on scholarship. You're able to sign two. That gets you to three. And then you have an injury or two, and all of a sudden you look up and you don't have one. You don't ever want to be in that position. So most teams keep between five and seven on scholarship, and that's kind of where we're at now in year three. Talk a little bit about uh, Terry Bowden, the head coach over there at Louisiana Monroe, obviously the uh, part of the Bowden family, Bobby Bowden and all Tommy Bowden, all the Bowden guys, Jeff Bowden who was here as an assistant uh, coach. Uh, he's, he's got a tough job but uh, really done a good job over there at Monroe, kind of getting that program back uh, a little better than it was when he got there. Yeah, I got a lot of respect for Coach Bowden, always have. We've got a long history together. Uh, you know, back before the, there was the Manning Passing Academy like it is now, there was the Bowden Passing Academy. Bobby Bowden, Tommy Bowden, Jeff, and Terry Bowden had their passing camp, and the Mannings kind of copied that. When the NCAA rules changed where you couldn't, Coach, uh, you couldn't host camp, uh, camps off your campus. The Bowdens had to quit doing their camp, and it was the premier quarterback receiver camp in the country. It's where I met Lee Roberts for the first time, was at that camp. Uh, I set the record for most camps attended, went seven times. When I got out of college, I actually worked the camp. And uh, Coach Bowden had his own – Coach Terry Bowden had his own quarterback group, and I was actually the, the his young coach that ran his stations for him. And then after that, he became the head coach at North Alabama, which is my alma mater, and I was the head coach at West Alabama. And we had some great wars, you know, through the years there. But he's won everywhere he's been, from Salem to Sanford to Auburn, you know, to North Alabama to Akron. You know, he took Akron to a bowl game. And uh, now he's at, at uh, Louisiana Monroe, and he's doing a heck of a job there. What's he doing there to kind of get that program headed back in the right direction? I think just uh, – he just knows how to win. You know, he's been a leader of men for a long time. He's seen it. He's done it. He's built programs. Uh, he's not doing it the easy way. He's doing it the way that builds to last, much like what we're doing here. You know, he's won in a lot of different places. He's convicted in how he does it. And uh, most great leaders are that way. And they're right there, man. You look at last year, they won four games. This year, they've won two. But they've lost, you know, several games by one score, just like we have. You can see the growth in their program. If they had four plays different, their whole record's different, much like our season is. All right, here's a question that uh, came in from Chris Gephardt. And Chris wants to know what non-conference team or teams would you like to see added to our schedule? Well, you know, I think Jeremy McLean, our AD, does a great job with that. Uh, we've got South Florida, Jacksonville State, La Tech, Memphis all coming up in the future. we got another two-game series with Tulane coming up in the future. we got Mississippi State again coming up in the future. I think we host Mississippi State in 2025. So that kind of covers our footprint right there with some, 
institutions that are, are nearby. La Tech's a former rivalry. Jacksonville State's in our footprint. South Florida's a former Conference USA foe. You know, so all those things bring uh, recognition uh, with our fan base. And I mean, Memphis is a former rivalry. So I, I think all that's good. Only, I mean, I, so he, me and Jeremy, I mean, he does a great job doing that. All right, here's one from Layton here in the Layton Miller here in the restaurant. Speaking of uh, Ethan and uh, or speaking of Layton rather in food, he wants to know, we used to have a training table where all the players ate together. Now I don't think that's even allowed anymore. But how do our guys go about eat? How, how's that uh, kind of that arrangement with the cafeteria on campus? Yeah, so we didn't have that when I got here. We have gotten that back and gotten it going. So what we do is on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, we eat right there in the, in the M Club. We feed them every day. That's every player on the team. So they, we get done with practice about 1020. They come in and shower. And we've got a, a, a meal uh, cooked right there by our uh, cafeteria. They cater it in there right there. And we do that on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, which are our two padded practice days. On Monday and Thursday, we get done at different times relative to when they work out, practice inning and all that. So because of that, uh, we allow them to go to the cafeteria and eat the cafeteria, which is right next to our building. So our players every day – should eat cafeteria on Monday. It's right next to us. The ones that have meal plans have meal plans. The ones that don't, we have swipes for them. And then on Tuesday and Wednesday, we catered in right there in our building. Then we have the fueling station in the, uh, in the uh, weight room that's open full time. In there, you've got bagels with all different types of cream cheeses and uh, peanut butter. They make milkshakes for the ones that need to gain weight. They don't let the ones that need to lose weight do that. And then we got all kind of different health uh, protein snacks. We got core power shakes that have 20, like 26 grams of protein in them per shake and uh, all kind of different good snacks in there that they can come in and grab and go at any time throughout the day. All right, visiting with Coach Will Hall. Eagles getting ready to take on the Warhawks of Louisiana Monroe on the Saturday at the Rock. We'll talk more with Will. Keep the questions coming. A lot of good ones tonight. As we talk Golden Eagle football. Back in a moment, this is the Golden Eagle Hotline from Learfield. Hey, fans, this is Wayne Cook, co-host of College Sports Now. We're breaking down all the action from around the country every week with new episodes dropping four days a week during the football season. We'll look beyond the box score and keep our finger on the pulse of college football from September all the way to the national championship game in January. Listen all season long on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you'd love to get your podcasts. And be sure to follow along on Twitter at CSNowTweets. The passion. He's going to take it to the house. Dinner's cooking. Touchdown. The fury. Getting blitzed. Down he goes. The speed. For the end zone. Got it for six points. You can unhitch the wagon. Put the ponies in the board. Back in the end zone. 30, 20. This is the College Football Bliss. Listen all season long on College Sports Now on the Varsity Network. This is Golden Eagle Hotline on the Southern Miss Sports Network from Learfield. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. 
Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Put your phone on D and D. That means that do not disturb when you're driving and when you're going from point A to B. I need you to stay safe, please. So always sing with me. So put your phone on D and D. That means that do not disturb when you're driving and when you're going from point A to B. I need you to stay safe, please. So always remember this beat. Don't drive distracted. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. is Golden Eagle Hotline, live at Walk-Ons. Let's rejoin John Cox. And back here at Walk-Ons in Hattiesburg, talking Golden Eagle football as we do on Thursday evenings with the head coach of the Golden Eagles, Coach Will Hall. A lot of good questions coming in tonight, so we got time. If you want to jot one down, Bo will give you one of our question forms. you got a question you want to ask Coach Hall before we run out of time tonight here on the Golden Eagle Hotline. Here's one from Mike Strait, and Mike wants to know, what did you learn the most about football from your dad growing up? <laughs> Yeah, you know, a lot. I mean, just, uh, you know, the way he would build programs, the way he would inject uh, positive energy and create belief within his players was the thing I've tried to take with me. And uh, the way he had a vision and a plan, and he never wavered from that, even when times went bad. And, uh, you know, football is a, uh, it's a hard game sometimes. Uh, there's things you can't control in it, but the things you can control, you've got to control well. And you can't waver. You've got to always, uh, you know, be consistent as the leader and, and give people hope and give people a clear, distinct vision of where we're headed. So that, that's probably the things I learned from him the most. I know he still loves football. He's, he's into golf a lot now too, isn't he? But, yeah. uh, but uh, growing up and, and even as a young coach, what are some of the things maybe your dad kind of shared with you about what you need to do to try to be successful? Yeah, so just, you know, creating belief in kids and having a clear vision, you know, with uh, with what you're trying to – you know, leaders have a vision of where they want to go and they have a very detailed plan, you know, for how they're going to get there. And uh, you, you, you've got to, to give that from day one, and you can't waver just in hard times. Let's go uh, back to some questions. This is from Joel Best, and Joel wants to know what does ULM do best on offense and defense? Yeah, so on offense, uh, they do a good job of trying to establish the run, and then they'll play action off of it. Uh, they, they've played two quarterbacks this year. Both of them can scramble and make plays outside the pocket. Uh, they run right at you for the most part with gap schemes and uh, counter, counter gap schemes and then inside zone. They don't do a lot of horizontal movement. Uh, they do a good job of getting it to number four. Our fans need to watch him. I mean, he's a really good football player, their receiver, one of the better players in this conference. On defense, they've got a great defensive coordinator, Coach Koenig, Vic Koenig, longtime defensive coordinator all over the country, was the head coach at Wyoming uh, several years ago. He was Ron Zook's D coordinator at Illinois when they were great on defense. He was at North Carolina. Uh, he, he was at Troy when Troy won – 10 or more games for three straight years, and then went to West Virginia. He does a good job mixing up the fronts and utilizing their personnel and, 
And uh, without taking too much risk with his secondary, keeps it in front of you and makes you drive the field. Yeah, Bryson Mays was telling me, he, I guess Vic was the defensive coordinator up there when Bryson was at West Virginia. He would have been. He would have been. That's right, because Neil Brown was the head coach at Troy, and Vic was the D coordinator, and they, they won and went up to West Virginia. All right, let's jump into another question here before we have to take another break. This is from Mark Spradling, and Mark wants to know, which positions on our team do you feel like we need to get more depth? Yeah, so when you look at, uh, when you look at what we're losing, uh, you know, and then, and then injuries and when those guys will come back, we'll just start on defense. Uh, we need to add more inside linebackers. We're going to lose some seniors there. We need to add some edge pieces, so jack linebackers and defensive ends. We need to add some more secondary guys. And then, uh, you know, on uh, – on offense, we always are looking to add two to four O linemen every year because you just, you know, if big guys all of a sudden become not available, you can't create those. We lose two senior receivers in fraud and casting, so we've got to add some more receivers, even though we've signed a bunch of good young ones. We've got to get more tight ends. Uh, that's something we've already got two committed. Well, we're looking to add one to two more. And, uh, you know, at running back, we've got them all back, so we're not as, as, as uh, hurting right there. At quarterback, we've got one committed to go with uh, all of them coming back. So, uh, you know, we, we feel, you know, okay right there. You mentioned uh, Dreek uh, Clark has got, uh, was injured this year, and so not sure what his status is. Does he have another year or two left after transferring from Memphis? Yeah, he'll be a senior next year. Okay, yep. good. Yep. All right, we're going to take a break, come back. Got about uh, 12 minutes or so to go with uh, Will tonight here from walk-ons in Hattiesburg on the Golden Eagle Hotline. So take a break. Continue to talk Golden Eagle football with the head coach of the Golden Eagles, Will Hall. Back after this, this is the Golden Eagle Hotline from Learfield. Welcome back. Jerry and Darcy from C Spire here, deep in the fourth quarter. What's that coach yelling about, Darcy? Well, the score is 24-7. 24-7? Woohoo! He's clearly talking about C Spire's local 24-7 support and scheduled on-time service appointments. Or telling the QB to move as fast as our 8-gig fiber. No QB moves that fast. C Spire. Customer inspired. Visit cspire.com slash fiber for details. Sutter Miss fans, for more unique Golden Eagles content, subscribe to the official USM podcast, Inside Sutter Miss Athletics. Hosted by the voice of the Golden Eagles, John Cox, hear from a variety of different guests and their stories as John dives deep on their connection to the university through athletics and the community. You can also find archived coaches shows. Search Inside Sutter Miss Athletics on the Varsity Podcast Network. It's also on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher. You're listening to Golden Eagle Hotline on the Southern Miss Sports Network.
highlighting Southern Miss athletics. This is Golden Eagle Hotline. Now back to John Cox. And we're back on the Golden Eagle Hotline, our weekly visit with uh, Coach Will Hall. We will not have a show next week, next Thursday night. The Golden Eagles will be on the road over in Lafayette, Louisiana, to take on the Raging Cajuns. Hope to see a lot of you Golden Eagle fans make that trip down there to Lafayette to watch the Golden Eagles and the Raging Cajuns uh, continue what's been a pretty good rivalry over the years. So no show uh, next week. We'll return the following week and do, I think that'll be our final show of the uh, football season, but uh, still another chance to come out here and join us at Walk-Ons in Hattiesburg. But again, no show next week because of the football game down against the Raging Cajuns in Lafayette, uh, Louisiana. Heading into the final uh, few minutes of tonight uh, with Will, let's talk a little bit about, uh, some more about uh, Monroe without giving away any secrets. What are some of the keys for the Golden Eagles if you're going to be in position to uh, perhaps win that ball game against Lafayette or against uh, Monroe on Saturday? Yes, I think first off, you know, offensively, we've got to be able to complement run and pass like we did last week. That's when we're at our best, you know. So if they're in a, a loaded box situation where they're really outnumbering you on the line of scrimmage, we've got to be able to complete passes like we did last week. And uh, our receivers making plays, our quarterbacks putting it in position where they can. And then, you know, when that softens up, we've got to be able to block them and, uh, and continue to run the football. We've got to be patient at running back like we were last week, hit it where it's supposed to. And uh, I, I think that'll be big, being able to run and pass. That's when we're at our best. That's what we're built to do. Defensively, you know, we got to control the line of scrimmage. Uh, we, we've done that a lot of times this year, only a few times we haven't done it. But, you know, when they get back into the back end, we got to get them down. You know, we can't let the 12-yard gain become a 30-yard gain. We can't let the 18-yard gain become a 40-yard gain. We've got to get it down and get it tackled. And then uh, hopefully force some turnovers. We forced two last week. That was good to see. And uh, hopefully we can get a few more of those. In the kicking game, man, our coverage units have got to continue to swarm, continue to grow right there, and then, uh, you know, get back to making our kicks and hopefully create an explosive in the return game. That would be good to see. You mentioned earlier Greg Meyer, who coaches the, uh, the special teams for you. Uh, what have you liked that you've seen out of our special teams this year? Where do you feel like you need them to get better as we go down the stretch? Yeah, I think we've really improved in our coverage units. Uh, I think that uh, I think I think we're more explosive at punt returner than we've been in quite some time at Southern Miss. I'd like to see our kickoff return team create an explosive. And, uh, you know, we normally make our kicks, you know, and I know Stein is, is eager to play another game because he loves Southern Miss, a really good player, and he's excited about uh, playing this week. You know, Stein is one of those guys, if I'm right now, he played a lot as a freshman, then had to sit out a couple of years, not for injury. He just got a – was kind of had moved into the backup role. Says a lot for him. He stuck around and continued to get better and better and now is having a great uh, year with the Golden Eagles this year. Yeah, he did. He did. A lot of kids wouldn't do that, and we love him and, and certainly, uh, you know, are excited that he did that and hung in here behind Briggs the last few years and, and stuck it out. And, uh, you know, he's having a good year, and he's excited about playing this week, man. And, and uh, he's got one more year. Don't know if he'll use it or not. He's an older guy, but love coaching Stein. All right, we're going to take our final break of the evening here at Walk-Ons in Hattiesburg, come back and spend a final few minutes with Coach Hall as the Eagles get ready to take on UL Monroe on Saturday at the Rock. Back in a moment, this is Golden Eagle football, the Golden Eagle hotline from Learfield. What's up, fans? This is Roddy Jones, co-host of College Sports Now. We're breaking down all 
the action from around the country weekly with new episodes dropping four days a week during the football season. We'll look beyond the box score and keep our finger on the pulse of college football from September all the way to the national championship game in January from the East Coast to the West Coast. Listen all season long on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you love to get your podcasts. And while you're at it, be sure to give us a follow along on Twitter at CSNowTweets. Aw, shucks. The game's on TV, but I can't listen to the call of my favorite team broadcasters. Never fear. Sync My Game is here. Uh, Sync My Game? Yes, Sync Sync My Game. Game. If you have a DVR and streaming device, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield. It's never been easier to hear the impassioned voices of your favorite radio crew synced with the TV. Wow, uh, thank you, Mr. Just remember, SyncMyGame.com. The Golden Eagles soar here. The Southern Miss Sports Network. into the building for the first time after the shooting. It was crippling, but it had to be preserved. In response to the Pulse nightclub shooting that affected the LGBTQ community, Barbara Poma, owner of Pulse, founded the One Pulse Foundation to honor Pulse victims and survivors. If you're an ally of this community, speak out. There are more of us together than apart. It is the power of love in its rawest form. Join the fight for LGBTQ acceptance. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT G-O-A-T Acronym Stands for Greatest of All Time As in Spaghetti Sandwiches for Dinner They're my fave Dad You're the GOAT You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Adopt US Kids and the Ad Council Final few uh, moments here with uh, Coach Will Hall as the Golden Eagles get ready again to take on Louisiana Monroe on uh, Saturday at the Rock. And, and Will, before we ask you another football question, uh, your good friend Scott Berry going into the M Club Alumni Hall of Fame uh, tomorrow night. Uh, anybody deserves it more than him. What a great job he did as an assistant and a head coach here at Southern Miss. Oh, yeah, man, just a true man's man. I've, I've just enjoyed so much getting to know him and uh, becoming good friends with him. Uh, just a great leader of men. You know, our director of football operations, Rory Thornton, played baseball for him at Meridian Community College and just loves him uh, to this day. And uh, just a great man, great leader, uh, and did an unbelievable job of raising our program to the next level, you know, and uh, – and he's he's been a great resource for me as well. And, and real quick, I think you grew up a, you grew up a St. Louis Cardinal fan, right? That's right. And uh, so, what's your take on the the World Series, the way that sort of turned out this year? <laughs> well, the Cardinals season was pretty much over in some point in May, and so my baseball <laughs> season was over at some point. The Cardinals are usually really good. You know, we're arguably the second best franchise and all of professional baseball but we did not have a good year this year and they're the only ones i keep up with so i will tell you this you know the d-backs making it just show you know baseball is a sport more than any other where you just got to get hot at the right time the regular season probably matters 
the, the least in it as any other sport. All right, real quick. One of the guys, and you and I were talking during the break, that really has sort of blossomed into a really good player on that defensive front is a big Brodarius Lewis who gets, seems to get better and better each and every week. He really does, man. He played his best game this past week. He was striking in the box and extending and tearing off blocks. Uh, he's from Prattville, Alabama, another great football town, and played at Jones Junior College for Steve Buckley and has really grown and getting better. He's got another year left, another one of those young guys that, that has grown so much in our program. He's gotten so much stronger under Coach Ancor. He's gained weight since he's gotten here, and uh, I, I just think the future, his best football is in front of him. I, I try to ask you about some of your assistants from time to time, and the guy that coaches those big guys up front on defense is Brandon Lacey, who's been successful a lot of places that he's coaching. Really done a great job kind of taking that handful of guys he's got up there at the defensive front and made them into better football players. He has. He's done a good job with them. we got a bunch of good players up there that were highly recruited kids, and they're you know, they, they, they haven't played uh, up to their potential in every game this year, but, man, they, they really got back to striking last week, and I know they're excited about playing this week. There's some older guys in that room. Jalen Williams and Quentin Bivens have got a lot of pride. Josh Ratcliffe, D'Amico Rowland's getting better and better. And, uh, man, I love those kids, love coaching them, love recruiting them, and uh, – I think they have. Uh, I, I think. I think we kind of found ourselves last week and are going to finish really good down the stretch. All right, real quick before we run out of time. Uh, again, some keys to the ball game on Saturday. Yeah, uh, you know, got to be able to run the football and pass and complement each other defensively. We've got to make sure we don't give up explosive plays. We got to tackle on the back end. And then uh, got gotta gotta have a great game in the kicking game, yes, sir. All right, Will. Well, thanks as always. Always enjoy our visit with you. I know the fans they enjoy listening to you talk about Golden Eagle football. So thanks for the visit. Uh, best of luck. Let's go get a win on Saturday against the uh, Warhawks of ULM. Let's do it, John. To the top. All right, Coach uh, Will Hall. Nice enough to spend some time with us here at Walk-Ons in uh, Hattiesburg as the Eagles again will play on Saturday against the Warhawks of Louisiana Monroe. That's it for this week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Have a great next week. We'll see you next Thursday here. Well, we won't. We'll be off next Thursday, but see you next time as we talk Golden Eagle football. So long, everybody. This is the Golden Eagle Hotline from Learfield. On the Southern Miss Sports Network from Learfield, you've been listening to Golden Eagle Hotline, live from Walk-Ons. Tonight's show was brought to you by Walk-On Sports Bistro. Win everyone, everywhere, every way, every day. The proceeding has been a Learfield presentation of the Southern Miss Sports Network.